Welcome to Vox Vomitus, also known as Word Vomit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Vox Vomitus. I am your host, Jennifer Ann Gordon, and if you are watching this live, you will say, oh, Jennifer, you don't look like you normally do. We will get that. We'll get to that later. (laughs) Um, But like I said, I am Jennifer Ann Gordon. I am the author of the Kindle award-winning novel for Best Horror 2020, Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as Pretty Ugly, and the recently released The Japanese Box and Other Stories. Joining me today, as always, is my Vox Vomitus vixen, Alison Martine, author of The Bourbon Books, which, uh, shameless plug for Alison, they are all on sale for 99 cents on Kindle right now. That is true. true. Um, So (laughs) Alison Martine, author of The Bourbon Books, which includes dibs since September, Move on Melinda, and Climb the Salmon Ladder. Joining us today with some technical difficulties, but we are believing in her and we're believing in this podcast is the best-selling author, Roberta Rich. She is here to talk about her latest book, The Jazz Club Spy, which is That's why a, you look like that, Jennifer. That's why I look like this, <laughs> um, which is a historical fiction novel that takes place in New York City in 1939 uh, and stars uh, a character named Giddy who might have a bob, (laughs) might wear some like kind of vintage shop girly dresses, among other things. Um, So I decided to cosplay as Giddy, weirdly thinking that wearing a wig would make it easier today to not have to do my hair and all this stuff. But wearing a wig and doing the makeup and finding an outfit did take a little bit longer. Then I love how I you think cosplay would make things easier, Jennifer. Like, how does that ever make anything easier? I know, <laughs> I know. My my poor husband was just like, why do you have all this stuff out? He saw the wig, he saw like bright red lipstick, he saw contour, and he was like, what is happening? And I'm like, it's going to be so much easier for Vox. And he's like, mm, that's like a full theatrical makeup kit. <laughs> Whereas I'm always in, well, not always, but I wear like the bright red just because it makes me look slightly less pale and dead, but it's fine. It's, it's fine. Okay. And Hopefully we have Roberta on with us. We were having some technical issues here. Roberta, can you hear us? Welcome to the show. I'm not sure if Roberta can hear us on her end. I don't know if Roberta can hear us either, but we are thrilled to have Roberta and we're thrilled to talk about the Jazz Club Spy. Um, And Abigail loves your wig, by the way. And Abigail, of course you do. I mean, half my friends do cosplay like all the time. And so the fact that you are also cosplaying, I just, I'm going, "Mm mm-hmm. One of my friends does that on her Twitch streams and she'll get into the wig while we watch. So the fact that you didn't, you didn't let us watch you get into the wig. Uh, Nobody wants to see my giant red curly hair stuffed into a wig cap. I do. I mean, it's not pretty. And it's also, I don't think, very um, e- like friendly for YouTube because the amount of swears that come <laughs> out of my mouth. Um, oh, I see Amanda. Amanda under- knows this wig well. Amanda, have you worn this wig before? No, but we have matching wigs. Oh, I love it. So I, I want to say a little bit about the book. Hopefully, Roberta, you can hear us. And when you can, hop on in and we will we will let you talk about your own book. But we were excited to read this. And Jennifer, of course, she's posting pictures looking like, you know, Daisy Fitzgerald and all the stuff looking very, looking very great Gatsby here. But this is this is a very fun historical novel set 
in the lead up to World War II. I mean, that's basically where we are here. And I was just excited to get to have stuff featured in an automat because anyone knows me, like I'm weirdly obsessed with automats. <laughs> you know, um, when we got to the automat part in the book, I was, you know, just you reading it. I did. I squealed because I knew full well how much you loved automats and how much you were obsessed with them. Yes. And I will say, Allison, I love that you just called this a fun historical fiction novel. Because it is. It is. If it's you... not one of those like, oh, look, it's Henry VIII going through 17 more wives and they're all dead. That's well, not this. <laughs> and I will say, like, when you think about the premise, which is 1939, pre-World War II, um, a, a, a girl, Giddy, who is dealing with a lot of trauma from leaving her home in Russia slash Ukraine, I can't remember anymore. Like it was just she's like- in, She's in a small village in Ukraine. Ukraine, that's what And then comes over. And I think one of the jokes that even comes up later is because of the shifting territories, it's like, where is my village? I don't know. Like, right. is it in Poland or is it in Russia? Well, now it's Poland. Good, because I couldn't handle another Russian winter where it's like, like the weather's going to change based exactly. on the boundary. No, it won't. But I mean, like, it's it's really serious topic. It's, you know, it's- it's Hitler, it's fascism, it's the persecution of, you know, Jews, it's, it's so much. And it's also the immigrant experience coming yes. to the United States. Um, and all of that is so heavy, and we deal with it in a great way. But it's also fun. It is it's a, fun. It's a caper. I mean, you have well, Giddy. I was going to say, so you start out with her experience when she's like a five-year-old and her village is being ransacked. Do not stop reading there. It does not, most of it does not take place there. So anybody who reads that and goes, this is a bit much. Okay, it's just that part. And then we're we're with our little pillbox hat and cigarettes, light, got a match, and looking through peepholes at the size of men's... Um, Oh my gosh. I feel like the moment <laughs> Giddy no, was like, problem. I'm no. going to go to my peephole that peeks into the men's washroom. Right, right. I was like, this is not your typical historical fiction. So we're still having some technical issues. So I'm, I'm hoping Roberta is able to hop off and hop back on um, to join us here so she can talk to us about her book. I so. know, because I really want Roberta to look at me and just be like, uh, you don't look like Giddy at all. Oh, I think you, I'm sure you do. But I think I in mean, my way I do, Giddy talked about her bob. I mean, I think you, ha you have her spirit. And that's the important thing, because that's one of the most exciting things about this book is you've got this main character who's gone through this trauma, but she's like, and now I'm going to start my own business. And personally, I'm like, how how hard is it to start a business during the time when we're leading into the Great Depression? And she's like, I will save up all my my pennies and do what I need to do to have my little creams here. And you know, she's she's making makeup on her stovetop, and I just love that. It's like I know where she work. If I could get waterproof mascara, it's like I know when she was talking about waterproof mascara <laughs> in 1939, and then she's got her mom going like, oh, if you just add this and this, and I. Like, I loved it all. I was like, I should write this down and, tr like, try to make it. We'll make your own. No, Jennifer, we no. have those. No, don't do that. That's, no. That's crazy. Um, but, like, I feel like I would have read an entire book about Giddy opening up a makeup shop. Mm -hmm. Period. Like, right there. Like, somebody who's a cigarette girl, who's peeping mm -hmm. on guys, who <laughs> has a best friend who is a psychic slash fake psychic. Mm, yeah. Um, as somebody who's worked for a psychic slash fake psychic, I understand all too well Giddy's job of listening in on conversations. 
And rifling through pockets. And well, like, I've never rifled okay, through pockets. Okay, well, I'm glad you say that publicly that you are not. Well, you are a you are a hijinks, former but... lawyer slash actual lawyer. Well, I mean, I'm still a member of the bar, but I'm inactive, and you're in another state, so I don't think I have any duty to report things you may have done. Right. Was, so I never limitations um, of rifling through somebody's pockets. Like never rifled, that, but did like listen a lot <laughs> and then report back to the psychic slash fake psychic. I love that. You were you were like the giddy to I was, which is why I'm like, I've gotta go full blown wear the wig. Well, there there you go. I mean, I appreciate that you're doing that instead of actually sitting here with like a fake cigarette because first off, for people who are not find my fake cigarette. Well that and you're you've been you've been coughing. I don't need <laughs> I know, you as I just like stop I don't coughing. Need you pretending to smoke and then coughing up a lung because you're like, hold on, even if it was like a candy cigarette where it's all that. I'm gonna see if I can get okay. I can see Roberta's moving to another room, so I'm hoping she's getting a, a better situation there. She's probably getting to a better situation. Room. We've all been there where all of a sudden our internet mm-hmm. doesn't work in the room that we're in. Well, and who did we have? We had somebody on not that long ago whose computer shut down just as we were going live. Like everything was fine. It was, and it, was it, it, da- it was David Scott Hay, I think. Yeah, and then he was just gone. He's like, my computer decided now is a good time to reboot. We all know that that's how computers do mm-hmm. their thing. So it's kind of funny because we're talking about a historical fiction where they don't have anything like that. And there's a scene, and I don't want to spoil things, where she's trying to get a hold of somebody on just like a regular phone. And it's so funny to me. It's like, they don't they don't have cell phones. They don't, they don't have all these to get a hold of people. And mine's my fake Hannah Montana phone like I still don't think this is a real phone but it is um but it's one of those it's one of those things where we take for granted the ability to look somebody up on the internet or be able to call someone on the cell phone and she's got like a life or death situation and she's like talking to some receptionist and the receptionist is like yeah they're not here right now they're not not here and she's like can you please (laughs) yeah Um, and I think on it I think that's you know kind of what I love about historical fiction now and and, you know, we've had guests on our show where who just write books in like the 60s and 70s and they're calling that historical fiction. That my feelings. <laughs> but I feel like we're going to get to the point where anything pre-cell phone, pre-computer. Well, and it's even that whole thing where the 80s are this big time of nostalgia in a way. And I was, okay, so this is a total tangent, but that's fine. Um, So I started watching a show that's set in the 90s. And then they did like a dance that was set in the 50s. And it broke my brain because I was like, wait a second. This is like the 50s through the version of the 90s, kind of like the way Back to the Future would have done it. But at the time, that really was, they really were filming then and then Mm -hmm. going back. But this is like a show that's modern now, only like a year or two old, set in the 90s, then doing a dance in the 50s. And my brain just broke trying to like do all the jumping. Yeah, that's like a little bit of like the, you know, the multiverse right there. Um, But there's like this cool, uh, like 30 year pop culture cycle, which is why like in the 80s, in early 90s, everything from the 50s was really hot. Like in the oh. in the 80s, we got things like Grease, Laverne and Shirley, Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Because there was that like 30-year pop culture thing where we're like, that is lovely. Like we love it so much. It's nostalgic. And now Sometimes. And, yeah. and now we're just like, oh my gosh. Like I know I'm very obsessed with the 90s. Right now I want to write like every book in the 90s. It's like when I was a late teenager. We can't all do that. And I, 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 under, I understand. And part of it, as someone who has children who don't understand what happened there, my eight-year-old is obsessed with things from the 80s. And he thinks he was born 
and worked in 1985. So either he has some kind of like weird past life regression going yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say he's definitely it, like I'm reincarnated. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But what's <laughs> funny is he carries around his camcorder, which we had to buy on eBay because he needed one that, of course, is, hasn't been made in 30 years. And he's carrying this thing around, and the kids are like, is that real? What is that? But the adults are like, oh my God, that's so cool. The adults, is it huge? It's bigger than it should be. Let's just put it that way. It is not. Yeah, I remember having a camcorder in, I think, the 90s, probably late 90s, that had, like, a mini videotape in That's it. That's what we had to buy, because I that, bought it. like, plugged into a bigger VHS tape. Right. And, and here we're thinking, oh, this this is something that, why does my child want this? And we can't, we don't have any way to play any of it unless it plugs back in directly to our TV. So it's like, even the hookups don't work anymore. Oh, okay, Abigail, you're killing me. I saw someone on Twitter asking for opinions on the 90s so they could write a historical novel. <laughs> Oh boy. Can you please block I mean. Abby right now? Yeah, unless it's unless it's 1890s, please do not say the 1990s are a historical. No, novel. but it kind but, of I mean, it will it be. kind of is. I mean, like it was like 30 years ago. I know. Let's let's not dwell on, on that. Okay, so the, the Jazz Club Spy takes place in an actual historical time. We've got Roberta again. I'm going to see if Roberta is able to tell us a little bit about, about her book. Roberta, can you hear us? Are you are you able to hear us here chatting about how people now think the 1990s is historical? Uh, yes, I can. Yes, I can. I just... I tried something a little bit different. I'm I'm in Mexico at the moment, and I don't know if that has anything to do with our technical difficulties or not. Well, welcome from Mexico. We're waving. Uh, uh, wanted to the cover. Oh, please show the cover because it makes my outfit make more sense. <laughs> it's true. You did look like you were off the cover of her book. I think we're losing her again. I think we are too. Roberta, we're going to try this one more time. So I'm, so we're going to go back and we'll keep talking about the book. And when you have a connection that is going to cooperate, we will try this again. Um, and whatever yeah. happens, we will bring Roberta back for like yes. a mini sewed. So she no, can, will, she can be the her. one that talks about her book. She uh, can be the one who wears the wig. Oh, that's what happens. Yeah, and like uses the vintage Russian flask. I don't, no, I don't want her drinking out of that. I'm a little disturbed. No, show us that and tell us about it. I'm putting Roberta back on. I don't, don't know a lot about it, to be honest, because it was gifted to my husband, who is Russian, uh, born in St. Petersburg, actually technically born in Leningrad. Mm -hmm. But we had a friend a few years ago give him this like vintage Russian flask. I don't even really know where when it's from. Mm -hmm. But when I, while reading the Jazz Club Spy, there was so much like taking a sip out of a flask. I was just like, I've got to use as a prop my fake, my real Russian vintage flask that I don't drink out of because. Because it's vintage and we don't know what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's best we not. Well, and it's funny because the, the last scene that I remember there being in it, the people who were offering Giddy the, the drink probably weren't people she should be taking drinks from either, but that's okay. I mean, I was I was enjoying reading all this stuff. But it's like, okay, so this person's having a ginger ale with, with cherries in it because they want to stay sober and someone else is having vodka gimlets. And I, I wanted to go look up all that stuff and figure out 
can I drink any of that during the show and still drive? And I probably could have had a ginger ale, but I'm going to stick with coffee. Yeah, you could have had the ginger ale, but I wouldn't suggest a vodka gimlet to mm-hmm. go pick up your children from school. No, not before carpool. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, like for everybody involved. Well, and some of the bad ideas that happen in this, besides, oh, rifling through pockets to get information to feed to the fake psychic and then potentially following somebody or trying to find out information about someone. So a lot of the plot comes from this book when not just, okay, Giddy is looking through pockets and stumbles upon something. That's that's not what happens here, although that, that could have been fun, too. But like we said, it starts in this village that's getting just devastated by a, a group of invaders. And then we jump forward to Giddy's life in New York. And then she finds she sees somebody that she's like, I know that guy. I bit off his finger. And I was just screaming at that point. Like, yeah, that's kind of hard to deny. Oh, similar face, similar missing pinky. Yeah, that's kind of. I know that's like a really it was such a beautiful detail and such a strong visceral thing of like, I could, I could say, Oh, he just reminds me of somebody. But then when you see, Oh no, I remember biting off the tip of his pinky finger. (laughs) And now he's like on the subway or like whatever. I think he was on a train and, or or the bus. And I just remember going, yeah, that's one of those things. And I know I mentioned to you, it was a different era, but it reminded me of the show hunters, which I really enjoyed, which was about a group of people. And again, it was people who had been involved in the persecution of Jews somewhere else, then coming and just trying to live a normal life in New York, like you do. And then people going, yeah, no, you can't, you can't just pick up and move and pretend everything you did before just water under the bridge. Cause I left the country. So it's totally fine. That finger, that finger tells you. Roberta, are you able to hear us? I'm not sure if we're able to hear her. I don't think we're able to hear her. But everyone who's tuning in, we promise you, we will be back with Roberta at another time. If this, doesn't work out we will we will figure it out to make sure everything works there yeah and abby says poor roberta like we want to be able to hear and talk to her we haven't had a a solid connection yet to even check in so hopefully we'll be able to try again and as roberta said she's down in mexico so it might be some of those things where the connection she has to the internet is kind of tenuous and now she's on our side she's been doing this we've been going with her like that Honestly, I also would have loved to see an entire book set in some of the art museums um, because one of the some of the snapshots here, like I mentioned the automat because I love the automat, but there's there's snapshots where there's Giddy in an art museum seeing art that at the time was relatively new or was what the 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 trend was, and they had this phrase I want to say it was degenerates in art, which I just went. I love that because it's like on one hand, they're showing the beauty of it. But on the other hand, there was such a condescension in that. But it was so interesting how that wrapped back around to how certain characters saw other characters. So there's a lot. Well, I love there was like degenerate art because it was like somebody was showing a shoulder. And there was a strap. And I was doing this to my shirt because I have a, this shirt has a tank top under it. And I'm like, no, I cannot be a degenerate on the podcast. I will. I'm usually a degenerate. It's fine. Sorry, I was coughing before. You don't cough anymore. You're fine. But we've determined it isn't COVID, so there's that. There is that. I know. Loyal viewers. I don't have COVID. You don't. Well, <coughs> we should probably wrap this and keep this short, and we can try again with Roberta on another day. Roberta, we loved your book, and we want to talk to you about it. And we will try again sometime when we can get 
a solid connection and figure out how to be able to hear you and not hear Jennifer Clough. But with that, we can't really predict because I almost I almost had to see if we could postpone on my end because I had a kid who claimed he was sick. Um, but then as soon as I reminded him it was only a half day today, he was suddenly not sick anymore. Yeah, um, he'll be sick on a full day. Yeah, no, he also was immediately saying his stomach had hurt, but then he was immediately asking for French toast sticks, which seems kind of suspicious. Like, how much does your stomach hurt that you also want me to give you some deep fried food? I feel like there's nothing that French toast sticks can't cure. I don't know, but I mean, it's not going to help my cholesterol, so don't tell my doctor how many I have. It's not going to help our internet connection. So, Roberta, if you can hear us, we are very sorry this didn't work out. We will be reaching out again. To get you back on, because any excuse to wear this wig. You want to wear the wig again. Mail me one, too. Amanda, if you have a wig that looks like it, mail me the wig and I'll wear it. Amanda does have this wig. She probably does. Oh, sorry. We can do that. So we will we will try again and we we've tried for 20 minutes it's not getting better so we will we will come back and hey that means everybody has time to actually get the book and read it so we can take questions because it just time. came out yesterday I was gonna say the book just came out because I know I had trouble getting it to work from NetGalley and I was thinking oh well I'll just get it on Audible but it hadn't come out yet so now it has so. I will admit late last night when I was not reading as fast with my eyeballs mm-hmm. I downloaded it from NetGalley because I had. I mean, uh, from Audible because I had an extra credit, and I started listening I'm to it. On Audible, yeah, the Giddy is great. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap. Roberta will be back try another day. So, everybody who tuned into this for uh, the cosplay, awesome. the amazing Allison and I talking about uh, a book that we were just binging up until the last minute before the show finished it an hour ago. <laughs> We will be back talking about this, but there are things to look forward to coming up. You know it's December, which means the Vox Vomitus eggnog extravaganza, which is weirdly, yeah, weirdly, it's usually our highest rated show of the year. I don't know why that is. The sweaters. Oh, it's the sweaters. I need a new Christmas sweater. I'll go find one. Mine didn't come in in time last year, so I have it for this year. It is not attractive. I want an... Well, I just want anything. I'll take it. So we will, I don't know what date we'll have that, but we will let everybody know so that we can have the eggnog show coming on. I'm already excited about authors we have booked in 2024, which is almost, it's almost 2024. I don't know what happened to this year, but um, I know we will have Frances White coming about, coming on and talking about Voyage of the Damned, which comes out at the end of January or mid-January. So she will be on. And I'm excited about that because I was the first person on the planet, other than the author, to read the book. I love that so much. I love that. I'm like, everybody gets to be excited about it now. And there's so many special editions. Nobody has an excuse to not get the book. They just have to pick which special edition they want because they're everywhere. Again, Abby says, I can't wait for that book. Well, I don't- What happens when you want all of the special editions? Well, I don't don't know. I know that I might have pre-ordered several, but Abby, I don't know which one you ordered. I don't know if we ordered the same one. So we'll have to like compare side spines and things like that. And in February, we have a pair of authors coming on who were sending us books in the mail and possibly deli meats, but I don't think at- We didn't get deli deli meats. We didn't get the hamsters promised. I don't think there should be hamsters. I, right. I don't want hamsters mailed to me. But I love that you just mentioned Ed Amar because, again, this is like kind of an unofficial show right now. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say um, 
if you're watching this, go to my Facebook page and register for I am part of a Noir at the Bar That's right. Zoom event this Sunday, which is hosted by Edmund. Yeah, it's this okay. Sunday. What time for you? I believe it's 7 p.m. Eastern time. You do have to register. Okay. The link will be on my Facebook page. Um, it doesn't cost wanna, any money. I have this is my first noir at the bar mm -hmm. experience. And it's it's virtual, mm -hmm. so I can be very, very nervous privately. But there will be a signature cocktail. There will be amazing authors of which I am one of them, but I have such <laughs> Such imposter syndrome being part of this lineup. Um, but is please the reason come. You have imposter syndrome is you're currently cosplaying as someone else, so you are literally being an imposter. Okay, it's very cute imposter. And Roberta says, "Thanks, Abby. Roberta, we want to get you back on, so we will figure this out. If it has to wait till we're you're at a place where we can get good, reliable internet, we will figure it out, and we can do a test run. We can hop on um, Streamyard anytime to get it figured out and working. Um, she's hopping back on here. Let's see if it's working." Roberta, can you hear us? No, it's doing the same thing it was before. So we're we're gonna go ahead and wrap because yeah, we're gonna wrap. Um, but Roberta, you will be back. We read and loved the book. Everyone, the Jazz Club Spy. And now you can get it on Audible. So now I want to go get it on Audible too. Yeah, the Giddy is so great. Is she? Okay, I want to hear. We're both talking about like there was. There's a lot of like like Giddish peppered in through it. So I want to hear her call people names <laughs> i love it everybody who joined us live thank you so much we'll be back soon uh keep you know the vox Vomitus page like tagged so you can see when roberta comes back and join us for the eggnog extravaganza because it will be well who knows what we'll be doing but we'll be wearing <laughs> weird sweaters so and hopefully jennifer will not be coughing as much so we'll see you next time bye <laughs>